What's up? It's Friday. How's it hanging, everyone? It's your boy Gerardo. It's the Friday Catch-Up Podcast number 14 for June 12th, where I catch up with the weekend in the gaming world. June 12th is also Red Rose Day. What a, what a random day. It's, they call it this because this is the day, I guess, when roses are in full bloom in June. It's I don't know. They, they could have really just applied this to any day, I guess. Whoever suggested this had to make it today. I don't know. Well... We'll investigate that later. It's 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 in the back of my mind. So also Red Rose Day also reminds me of one of the songs from one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Seal, Kiss from a Rose. I remember seeing Batman Returns in in not theaters. I actually saw it in the drive-in. It was paired with I th- wanna say. Not Jurassic Park because I, I know that came out soon earlier. It was it was some random cop movie with a dog. It's whatever. Uh, but yeah, bat, uh, that's one. Of, I mean, that's one of the more awesome Batman movies. I think the first one was pretty dark. You know, the Tim Burton one, and then Batman Returns with with the Penguin and said actually, no, actually no, it's from the third one, Batman Forever. Whatever. I should have researched this before I started. Uh, what do you think of the Ben Affleck as the new Batman? I know this is old news, but I think he's going to do a good job. He's a good actor, and from that trailer they released a while back when he's uh, confronting Superman, it sounds pretty cool. It doesn't have that raspy Christian Bale voice to it. So, yeah. But I digress. Batman Arkham Knight, though, that's coming out in a few weeks. That's going to be fantastic. That's been It should have been out by now. It was supposed to come out early in, uh, early in the month. But I'm ready. Still playing through Witcher. Uh, I haven't been able to dedicate as much time. At, let me turn this off. I haven't been able to dedicate that much time to it as much as, as I'd like. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of the last map pack that came out for Call of Duty: Mass Warfare. Uh, some Battlefield Hardline. I've been still trying to grind up on Destiny so I can join my friends. I'm still almost level 25, but still level 24. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what's going on with me. So now, this isn't Grandma's regular podcast, so this is the E3 edition. Actually, if your grandma has a podcast, let me know. I'd like to check it out. If she has some cool recipes, some stuff, throw it at me. So this is the, three edition, uh, the E3 edition. So if now, by now, if you're a fan of games like me, if you've watched several videos and read plenty of articles outlining what's happening next week, so I'll keep it short and I'll go over some of my favorite comments. Uh, but first, we'll do a really quick edition of the Weekend Games. So prepare your body. Alright, so we got announced this week. Uh, so, we already knew there was a new Mirror's Edge coming out, uh, coming from EA, but it was confirmed now it's going to be called Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It's going to, they're making like a prequel comic book that's going to tie in the story to the new, uh, to the next game coming out. This, I do like this form of expanding the story. Not a lot of people liked it, but if you remember back on the PS2, there was a Matrix game called Enter the Matrix. It, you played as, uh, not Trinity, but the Jada Pinkett's character. There was actually, uh, if, there was actually another uh, animated movie that came out called The Animatrix. That was like a collection of short stories that tied into the Matrix universe. But the game itself actually took place within the movies. So there's this, where the game ends is where you come across, find the characters in the third Matrix movie. So, I don't know, for me it was, I really enjoyed that form of storytelling. It tied everything together, but yeah, we'll see how this comic book goes. Next up, Oculus Rift out Q1 2016. So that means anytime between 
Uh, January, February, March, or April. Yeah, any, anytime. We'll see that. Anytime. Uh, so this seems to next, be the next big thing to be implemented into entertainment. Uh, recently with 3D, 3D, the main obstacle to get people interested, though, in this is that the experience can't really be conveyed to screenshots and videos. It's something that has to be experienced in person. I remember trying out the Virtual Boy at a store. Just how you've seen the screenshots before is just all red, kind of nauseating. After a while, uh, I just played a little bit of Mario Tennis. Uh, and it did give you that feel, that kind of feel, a, a feeling of death. But yeah, after a while, it just gave you a headache. And not that portable, you had to have a table to rest it on to play it. Uh, but with the Oculus Rift, the price entry won't really let this be an impulse buy. You're going to need a beefy PC to run this. So it, they kind of partnered up with Microsoft. So each Oculus Rift is also going to come ship with an Xbox One controller. Uh, but something I haven't, haven't experienced myself yet. I hope I get to someday uh, just to see how you know how realistic the effect feels just that sense of immersion of just looking around everywhere and just seeing a whole different world so that's that's going to be pretty cool for like if when you're if you want to remotely show like a location remotely visit a location or an art gallery there's a really awesome video i can't remember the name but it's kind of like this a video of a guy on a boat and it's kind of like a art a video it's kind of tied together with some opera music, and the guy was like freaking out the whole time of how fantastic it looks. So, uh, if you, I guess if you Google uh, Oculus art boat guy, you might find it. Uh, so, good luck with that. Uh, Darksiders 2 remastered out this fall. Uh, I don't know how big of a demand Darksiders has to get a remastered edition this late in the, since its last release. Maybe there. Maybe this could be a clue to possibly another Darksiders being announced next week during E3. Who knows? But, I don't know. They're kind of milking this whole remastered edition stuff. I mean, you guys heard of my, have heard of my uh, feelings on remastered editions, when it, when they're worth it. This doesn't seem to be, like, one of the ones that are worth it. Hyrule Warriors headed to 3DS. I've never, never re uh, really played the Dynasty Warriors games, but if I'm a fan of just big, giant, or big fights with just a ton of people on screen, so... I don't have a Wii U, I couldn't play it on that one, but I do have a 3DS XL, so I'll give it a try on that. And lastly, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt sells 4 million copies. No surprise there. It's a really polished product. The uh, The nice thing about delays is that, you know, a bad game, it's always going to be remembered. But a, good, a delayed game, you know, as long as it's, they took that time to, you know, tighten it up and make it, you know, a good product... This makes it gamers will notice and they'll take care of you. So, yeah, if you notice, there have been that many, there haven't been that many patches, just a few to fix some hiccups here and there, but nothing you know, game breaking like Sasuke Unity for one. So, that was that. All right, and so now let's jump into the E3 stuff. So, what is E3? So, um, I'll read the, the official description E3 is the world's premier trade show for computer, video, and mobile games and related products. At E3, the video game industry's top talent packs the LA Convention Center, connecting tens of thousands of the best, brightest, and the most innovative professionals in the interactive entertainment industry. For three exciting days, leading-edge companies, groundbreaking new technologies, and urban-forcing products will be showcased at E3. They connect you with both new and existing partners and provides unprecedented exposure to emerging markets. E3 is where your evolution happens. So, pretty winded, but pretty much E3 is just show for video games it's not open to the public because it is considered a trade show so this is where these game companies are go to you know sell their product and usually what this is more for is for the buyers for companies to see 
so they can anticipate, you know, what games are going to be big, big later on, so they can, you know, plan ahead and order X amount of copies. Not about a lot of people know, but I, I used to, uh, well, actually, well, this is a sidebar. I mean, I used to work at GameStop, so I kind of, people always thought that reservations aren't really worth it. I mean, some some may argue that it's, it is, some it isn't. I think it is for two reasons. Uh, when you order a game, uh, that if there's a, you know, a lot of them, uh, preserved does gives you uh, that uh, the store an idea of how many they need to order and because if not i mean they're just going to end up with a ton of them just sitting there taking up shelf space and shelf space is is scarce in, in smaller stores and also you know it's you're putting on deposit in a game and it's like a layaway i mean you can come in and pay it off as you go you can, i mean you're welcome to just pay the full 60 or whatever it costs on release day but i always like just putting a couple bucks here and there and by the time it was out you know i was either had half or the whole thing paid off so, again, I digress. Uh, so this is also the 20th anniversary of E3. So next year, we're getting E3 drunk. Hey, gay. Uh, so it's actually, E3 starts on Sunday. So the not only a zero day, but a negative one day. Uh, because the show doesn't open till Tuesday. But uh, So I'm going to actually read you down the schedule list of all the, all the press conferences. So starting this Sunday, June 14th, Bethesda is having the first ever... E3 uh, press conference at 7 p.m. Pacific uh, on Monday, June 15th. Microsoft at 9:30 a.m. These are all Pacific times. Uh, Microsoft at 9:30 a.m. EA at 1 p.m. Ubisoft at 3, and Sony's at 6. Tuesday, June 16th. Uh, Nintendo is having an one at 9 a.m. Not an actual show, but they're doing the usual Nintendo Directs, which is a video, just highlighting a lot of their announcements, so maybe some new stuff that's gonna come out. Uh, Square Enix at 10 a.m. And there's also a first ever uh, PC uh, uh, media briefing. Uh, there's a whole list online you can check out of who's coming. I think Blizzard, uh, Cliff Wazinski, just uh, Valve. A ton of people are going to be are, uh, jumping in on this. So we'll be learning more on that on Tuesday. All right. So the, for the, the big three, though, I, obviously it's always Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft. So let's start with Sony. So uh, I think that they usually always have like a big game that opens the show. So I think this year uh, I'm, I'm gonna predict two. So I'm gonna go with Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, and or uh, Uncharted Four. So I mean that's their big exclusive coming out next year. Uh, you, I think I can't remember what they started with last year, but uh, yeah, I mean that they always start the show with something big. So I think it's gonna be one of those two. I'm leaning towards more towards Uncharted Four. That's their that's their baby. So, I'm hoping they started with that. Uh, so the ones that are for sure confirmed that are getting, well, I think some are confirmed, some are still are, are still rumored. But I think they're gonna be showing off God of War Three Remastered, uh, Grand Turismo Seven, Hellblade, uh, which is made by the creators of Heavenly Sword, uh, Ratchet and Clank. They do have a movie coming out next year, and they do have a game tied to it. So there's a game based on the movie, based on a game. Uh, Tearaway Unfolded, Until Dawn. That's that. Uh, Kind of like they show the trailer. I think Hayden Pinatieri, the girl from uh, Heroes, uh, is a it's like a scary movie, interactive movie type game where you can actually you know you kind of kind of like a choose your own adventure type deal. Kind of imagine um Hemley, uh, can be rain kind of like that. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, No Man's Sky. That's a maybe just because it has been shown at a few shows already, uh, like the VGAs and the Sony Experience last year. And, you know, I'm for, I'm just going to do, like, again, a really quick run-through of all these because, I mean, I'm sure you've all heard all this before. And for each one, I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of try to talk a little bit about what they need to do. 
So for Sony, what they need to do is that they really need to sell them, not sell themselves, but they need to make compelling to people pick up the console just, and the reason because I say that, I mean, they're, they're ahead in sales by a ton over my, over the Xbox One, but they don't have any first party games coming out uh, in in the near future, well, from by, by that I mean here, the holiday season, uh, so they're relying heavily on, on third parties, third party games. And what they're going to try to do is partner with these third parties and, you know, offer some content exclusive to them. Uh, the last game that they did that, that kind of did, did seem to pay off was Destiny. I mean, it's getting a ton of content, has a bunch of content on there that's not even out on the Xbox One yet. So I can see them doing that with, you know, uh, with uh, as what being the part of the strategy. So we'll see. All right. So for Xbox, for Microsoft. So as always, the last few years, no surprise, they, they're probably going to be starting out with Call of Duty Black Ops 3. And then next up, uh, they're going to be going uh, into Halo 5 Guardians, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, the rumored slash partially leaked Gears of War collection. Who knows what to call it? I think they're calling it the Ultimate Edition. Uh, I remember reading somewhere. Uh, Forza 6, Fable Legends, a Crackdown, uh, Scalebound, and Quantum Break seem to be skipping E3 uh, from reports. So Crackdown, you know, it's I don't know if it's a reboot because they're just calling it Crackdown, so... Uh, well, you know, I'll have to wait until they confirm it. Uh, Scalebound, I, I, I forgot about it, and I saw the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, so this is kind of like a Dragon's Dogma and type game, but the game character kind of looks like um, the Nero Dante from Devil May Cry. Uh, like this emo-ish, you know, bro dude, bro. Uh, Quantum Break, and yeah, that, yeah, those are it. And then also Minecraft Story Mode. So this is a Minecraft game with a story mode made by Telltale Games, uh, the company that, that made the last Walking Dead games, was making the current Game of Thrones game, and Tales from the Borderlands. But they're fantastic storytellers, so this could be a good thing, so I'll have to check it out. Uh, what do they need to do? So, again, they're behind on sales right now. So, uh, so they're trying to, you know, cover new ground with enticing people saying, hey, uh, so it seems to be a very first-party-centric uh, media briefing. So they're going to go, hey, you know, we got the games that and then uh, coming out soon that the other guys don't that you can only play on our console so head on over and again i mentioned before some people a lot of people haven't really made the jump to next gen just yet so this uh and because they have a lower price point you know it's that's a really enticing really attractive uh you know jump over to the next gen so we'll see but i mean the one thing that kind of sucks about uh right now not sucks but what's what's unfortunate about the consoles right now they're really pretty really the same i mean the only differentiating factor is that some games are exclusive to one or the other what was interesting about microsoft is before they made a 180 with their original plan of you know online always online uh you know better connect connectivity and you know they kind of backed out once once Sony revealed their their price point for the console. It would have been really really been interesting to see, you know, a console that was different than the competition, something that could have you know taken advantage of having every console have a connect. You know they could have come up with some cool game experiences, but now since they made it an optional thing, pretty much all the developers dropped it. So yeah, that's what I think they need to do. So Nintendo. So as of right now, they have Mario Maker that's been around for a while already. I don't I don't know what's up with the delay on that is. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. It's already on Japan, but it hasn't come out on the in the West yet. So maybe we'll see the U.S. version. Yoshi's Woolly World. Some more Amiibos? Question mark. 
There aren't enough of those, as we all know. Uh, they also confirmed there's going to be a new Star Fox. Uh, one thing I'd like to see is it'd be cool if they announced an F-Zero, possibly a Metroid. Uh, for remasters, uh, a lot of people are uh, such as, as want to see Mario Sunshine get an HD remastered. And I never got to play it on the GameCube. I think my brother had it, but at the time I was like, No, GameCube, the kids can't system. Forget you. Uh, but no, I like to play it. It looks pretty cool. I'd like to see, you know, touch some shit up with a water cannon on the back of Mario. Alright, and for, what do they need to do? Uh, really, right now, they're just kind of, it seems like the Wii U didn't do that well. I mean, it sold a lot of consoles, but the install base isn't that great. And even with, you know, Smash Brothers coming out and the next Mario Kart, it didn't really help their sales that much. So, uh, right now, it kind of sucks that they announced the NX, the next console they're working on this early, because I was actually planning on getting a Wii U, but now since... If if they're already announcing it, it's maybe one or two years away. You know, it's kind of deterring me from getting one. But you know, as long as they release a couple of uh, some, you know, they're you no know, the what sells their system is their first party games. So as long if they come out with some cool ones, uh, you know, I'll, I'll still pick one up. All right. So the rumored games, The Last Guardian, that's been around forever. Uh, from what I was reading, uh, Mark Cerny, the he was I think he uh, was one of the designers of the PS4. And I think it was a developer on Knack. Uh, he's going to be helping finish that game, and hopefully it comes out finally. Uh, Platinum Games announced uh, this game that announced that they're going to make an announcement on their on the Twitter. So, uh, as you know, they made Vanquish. Uh, they made they developed uh, Metal Gear Rising, the first uh, Bayonetta. So, uh, who knows? You know, let me know what you think they'll be making. Uh, they already confirmed No Titanfall Two is going to be at the show. Uh, for twentieth, this is also the twentieth anniversary of Chrono Trigger, so uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting uh, remake to be. Uh, if they were not remaking that, you know, that'd be. I think that would make up for last year's pretty crappy Final Fantasy VII reveal, where they made it look like it was finally being remade, but it was just a re-release in HD for the PS4. So me, uh, Dark Souls Three. Uh, so a lot of people are you know a fan of Bloodborne, and you know what the release of Dark Souls Two. I hope this is going to help but help hype it up if this is a real thing. Uh, Retro Studios also met, uh, made a tease on their Twitter. They're the ones that developed uh, Metroid games on the GameCube, so maybe another Metroid. And finally, uh, Battletoads. Hopefully that'll be a thing. Uh, Phil Spencer last year during the E3, uh, their E3 media briefing for Microsoft wore a Battle, uh, Battletoads t-shirt on stage, so hopefully that'll hint at something. And Rare, I don't know if they're really working on anything right now, uh, so get on that. So my wish, personal wish list... Uh, I was always a fan of the Onimushi games. Uh, that'd be something fantastic to see them revisit. Uh, another Red Dead. It's unlikely because Rockstar uh, historically doesn't go to E3. Uh, the I mean, they did were there last year, but just to announce the remastered edition of GTA V for next gen. But, you know, they kind of do, do stuff on their own, and it works for them. So, go back to them. I'd like to see another Dead Space. I was a huge fan of the original trilogy. I have... But uh, you know, on if you played Dead Space Three and you bought that extra DLC story, kind of wrapped everything up. And spoiler alert: if you just played, I uh, played to the end of Dead Space Three. It seems like everybody died, Isaac and his partner. But and the story showed that they didn't. So uh, uh, let's get back on that, on that issue more. And lastly, uh, Prototype. Huge fan of the first two games. I really love the second one. They I think they improved a lot in the first one as far as graphics, gameplay, and it was and it was pretty interesting to make the protagonist of the first game the villain in the second so 
I'd like to see that, but unfortunately that studio closed down, but hopefully somebody picks it up. Alright, so my favorite E3 moments. So one of the bonuses that come out, out of E3 are, you know, not only the normal moments such as like the game announcements and surprises, but there's also those hiccups and those bloopers and those blunders. So some of my favorite ones were Sony's PS2 reveal, so I mean, <laughs> everything kind of went <clears throat> when they announced the, the price point, which is said 600 US dollars. Holy crap. And I think one Sony executive even went as far as saying, if you want to play the system, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to get a second job. Kind of a dick move to say, but they said it. Also with the Genji demo when the guy was on stage playing it, and what made it hilarious is that he says, "All right, so this is based on you know actual historical events in Japanese history. And here's a giant enemy crab, and you had to hit his weak point for massive damage. So that crab was crazy." For Nintendo, yeah, man, they had so many missteps. Also, Wii Music, when everybody was on stage and and that was and just way uncoordinated. Then they had that some guy doing a crazy drum solo, DJ Ravi Drums, I think his name was. So he's just going crazy, going uh, waggling Wii remotes, simulating a drum. He's a drummer, so uh, and it just sounds horrible, and it just looks like he's spazzing out. Check out that video on YouTube if you can. And Miyamoto's Skyward Sword problem. So when he was demoing Skyward Sword on stage. It just wasn't calibrated. It was just wasn't detecting the movements right. So it just looked like total disaster. And lastly, we fit and you know those exercise games, and that's where we got the famous catchphrase, "My body is ready" from Reggie, which you heard earlier. So that was pretty awesome. And lastly, oh, actually, lastly, lastly, this is a real lastly. Uh, Sony's very first E3 when they went on stage and announced the PS1 price point. So there was this guy, one of the Sony execs, went on stage just to announce what it was. You know. Went to details. It's our first console, you know, CD-ROM based, first of its kind, uh, not cartridge. And then the next guy went up to announce the price, and all he says was two ninety nine, and he walks off in a pod. That's all he went up there to say. So that's all these are online. Uh, descriptions don't do it justice. Just look at the videos. All right, so let's get set up for the bonus stage. Alright, so uh, I know before I had mentioned this, I was going to try and make this uh, episode with guests, but you know, life happens and we just couldn't get coordinated. So maybe we'll try again next week for a post-E3 show possibly, but the original bonus stage topic I had set up was, I had I like Mad Libs, you know, those, those short stories where you uh, kind of make your own, oops, uh, kind of fill in the blanks on, on stuff. So I came up with the idea of doing the Mad Libs on a game synopsis. So I had several made up, so I'll just do one of them for you right now. Maybe we'll save them for next week for the the rest of them. So uh, synopsis, as you know, is just kind of a description of the game. So it kind of uh, gives you an idea of what the story's going to be about. So the one I chose was for Metal Gear Solid Five. So I mean, the sillier answers, you can tell those were the blanks. So if you're not familiar with Mad Libs, there's parts in the on the paragraph where it'll say, you know, add a, your own noun, your own adverb, your own adjective. And I kind of mixed it up and did the same thing, but I made kind of some silly answers. So, here we go. So, the Soviet invasion of Universal Studios has brought a new edge to the Cold War. And in 1984, an one-eyed man with a prosthetic taint appears in the country. Those who know him call him Snake, the legendary ice cream man, who was once swept from the stage of history and left in a coma by American private intelligence network Cypher. Snake is accompanied by Raul. An old friend who saved him from attack when he finally awoke. Now Snake's former partner Carl 
is being held by Soviet forces in Afghanistan. Snake must undertake a solo mission to rescue Carl and prove to the world that the legendary ice cream man is not dead and gone. That first step will lead to a path of vengeance against the very cipher that slaughtered so many of Snake's sea monkeys and to a battle that will embroil the world. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that made, that brought some of to you. Shut up, Reggie. You're not welcome. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the E3 special. Uh, so, hope, visit us next week again. I'm going to try and get everybody together. We're going to coordinate to see if we can do a post E3 show, which I think is going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more fun. You know, again, you know, you've probably read read and heard and seen all these video videos covering every single every topic you can think of uh, coming out of E3. But, yeah, uh, so, yep, so, as always, you know, visit us on Twitter, at Nerdwork Tweets, Instagram, The Nerdwork. Uh, like our Facebook page, so we'll let you know, so you can see when new posts go up, so you can participate in any polls and any, you know, sometimes we do these questions where we take uh, feedback from you guys and implement it in our in the podcast or into s- stuff coming up. We're working on some cool stuff right now. Uh, you know, I can't, I don't know if it, I can really talk about it right now, but, you know, cool stuff is coming. So thanks for hanging out with me, and, you know, if you have your predictions, if you have some stuff you're inside for or wish list, you know, definitely message them to me, and, uh, and uh, yeah, let's have a good E3, and we'll come back and be next week. Take care, guys.